if you, um, God's doing something in, in your life um, that, that you'd be, um, he's doing this in your life. I mean, this is beautiful, folks, and, and you should see some of the stuff he's made. Um, if God's doing that in your life, uh, I want to encourage you to share it. It's, it's good because when we share our stories, um, they really affect others. They really impact others. So, Isaac, thank you for sharing. Okay. So, uh, let me change gears here. Uh, Proverbs. Okay. So, the first, like, nine chapters of Proverbs, really easy to preach through. Um, you'd, you'd get to a passage, <coughs> and, and we, we went through it sequentially, and, and you guys knew where we were going to be next week. Now, the, the back half of Proverbs, like, from 10 onwards, it is like, oh my gosh, how do we preach this? Because it's like he's, he's here, he's there, he's, he's all over the place. And, and so to go through it sequentially, like verse by verse, be really hard. And so we've started, uh, just last week, Jason started a, a kind of a new um, chapters in, in Proverbs. And we're going to be looking at themes, okay? And Jason spoke about the theme of integrity, how, how we need to have integrity and be the same person, that the strengths we have here is the same as everywhere, and we're the same person. And that God has integrity. God is the same. He doesn't change His mind. Um, I think that's what you spoke about. So, yeah, okay, cool. So, um, but, but the second half, as we're talking about themes now, um, we're going to go into this little mini-series in Proverbs on our words. And our words have, have power, okay? And we're going to do four weeks um, of it, okay? So um, today we're just going to speak about how, well, in general, the next four weeks, our words are super powerful, um, our words affect us and the people around us. And, and they, they, they convey a message, they, they carry meaning, and it's that meaning that makes these words so powerful. Um, it's interesting, John starts his gospel, gospel of John starts, John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, it, and if you want to see the power of the Word, that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's speaking to us. If, if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. Go and read the Gospels and look at Jesus. Um, Isaiah chapter 55, 11, uh, God says that His Word will not um, return empty or void, and that it will accomplish what He desires, and it will achieve the purpose He sent it out for. So, so God sends out His Word, and it's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to do what God intended, okay? And so God's Word is powerful, um, both in the form of Jesus Christ, the Word, and then also in, in the form of the Word. When we speak about the Word of God today, the, our Bibles, the Word of God, that is God speaking to us, and, and it's powerful. And it's cool to see how <clears throat> God's Word changes people's lives. Uh, you, you hear testimonies of where, where people have just spent time in God's Word and been changed by not, not hearing anyone speak or anything like that, but just finding a Bible in a hotel room and starting to read it, and it's been life-changing. Hebrews uh, 4.12 says, the Word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. God's Word is powerful, and we, we know that, and, and we see that. We see that around us. We see how God's Word has an, an effect on us, 
and it's, ch it's changing us. And so um, I'm really excited for Jenna. Like she was just saying, where's Jenna? Children's Church. Just, just that, hey, I'm, I'm going to spend time in God's Word. It's going to change her, just like it changes us. And I want to encourage all of us to be spending time in God's Word because it changes us. So God's Word's powerful. How about your words? How about the words that you speak? And, and, and I want to, um, there's that saying, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones. <laughs> Liar, exactly. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Um, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, and words really, really hurt me. Okay, and, and I was just thinking about it. The reason they came up with that saying is because they've been hurt by words. They're like, no, I'm not going to get hurt by words because I, because I am hurt by words. And so that is not true. And, and, and we, we live in this world where if, if people believe that, they're going to be hurt. Words hurt us. Um, yeah, Proverbs 12, verse 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. Proverbs 6, 2. Speaking not only about the words that other people say to us, but even our own words, the words that we say, that says, you have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. I want you to be thinking about words that are used about us when people speak to us and say things about us, but I also want you to think about the words that you use about yourself. How many of you guys do like self-talk? Is that all? I thought everyone would raise their hand. Something happens, and you, you, you just, it's just spinning up in here. Just what you're saying about yourself. Maybe um, if you've ever been in stress, maybe you've messed up, you know, car accident or something like that. What's going on? What are you saying about yourself? Just, just quietly in your head, those words. So I want you to be thinking about the words that other people say as well as the words that we use about ourselves, the things we say to and about ourselves. And, and, I, and I also want to be real clear here. Um, this is not just a spoken word, okay? Think about um, written word as well. Think about the stuff that we post online. You know, those little comments? or the text messages we send, or, or maybe that email we shoot off to a coworker or a boss or a family member. So, so when I'm talking about words, it's not just um, spoken words, it's written words. It's, it's the stuff that we think as well. Okay. So um, in this little mini-series, the next four weeks, we're going to look, be looking at words. Today we're going to look at the things we say and write and text and Facebook and tweet. And what does the president do? He tweets, correct? I mean, some of those words are interesting. Um, but, and then next week, we're going to be talking about how we listen, how we hear. Because there is, there is something really powerful about being able to hear, especially being able to hear when folks correct us, or when folks encourage us, or admonish us. And, and it's important that we, we're able to hear well, okay? So that's next week. And then the 29th, um, there is a time to speak up for others. And so how do we speak, and how do we speak up for others, and how do we speak life and encouragement and, and, and courage into people? Um, and then 
the last week of this series, uh, Jason's going to be uh, August 5th. We're going to be talking about how we speak to God in terms of prayer. And so this is all based out of Proverbs, but we're going to be collecting Proverbs um, over the next four weeks that, that deal with our words. Okay, so today, um, our words are powerful. God's word is powerful. Our words are powerful. Um, the things we say, the things we write. So James in uh, chapter 3 puts it this way. So, and he's talking about words. Uh, chapter 3, verse 2 onwards, he says, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone, and so that's true. But he says, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. It's like, wow, if you can figure out to never be at fault in what you say, you'll be perfect. And they're able to keep their whole body in check. And so now he's going to use some illustrations. He says, we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. If you think about a horse, how strong and powerful they are, you can have a little kid just pulling the reins and be able to direct a horse. <coughs> uh, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. And likewise, so these illustrations he's saying, it's about the tongue. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. So think about it. Your tongue is a little muscle and it's pretty small probably like one two-hundredth of your body. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Wow. So James is pretty negative about the tongue and just looks at all, all that the tongue can do. And he, and he says, it's, even though it's small, it, it has a great influence. Like the rudder of a ship, this big ship is, is turned, the direction, the, the path of its life, the journey is steered by the small rudder. And this, a small flame, think about just a small flame, someone who cares, carelessly tosses out a cigarette, and it's, it's just a little ember, and the wind blows on it, and pretty soon it could set off a whole forest. Um, I was just thinking about it, we, we're going to be taking some vacation time here in about two and a half weeks' time, and we were going to stay at a friend's cabin, and... Um, in Colorado, and that cabin's gone. He sent me pictures. There's a pile of stones where the chimney was. Everything's gone. And it was a big cabin. And it's like, wow, that all started with a small flame somewhere. And, and you look at the fires raging in, in Colorado and, and California. Um, they all started small. And James says, the tongue is the same. The tongue has this power. It starts small, but it spreads out. The influence is great. Okay. So the tongue has a lot of potential, and it, and it can set off a chain of events. It can set off um, a series of events that are life-changing, the way we speak. We can lose our, our jobs by what we say. Um, think of the, the wars that have been started by speech, by words, and, and just the cost of that. 
Give me some examples. What are ways that speech can be destructive? Shout out, Dev. It does, has the power to heal or to hurt. We're going to get to the healing part here soon. But what are some ways that, that the tongue can be used for, for hurt? Gossip. Lies. Slander. What? Humor? That's on the healing part. We'll get to it. We're going to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Humor. Um, like bad humor. Um, jokes at the expense of, of people. We're going to be sarcasm? Labeling people, naming them, like, like calling them names. So um, I do like a little bit of work at the fire department, a couple of shifts every now and again. And um, a while ago, it was like three, four weeks ago, picked up this guy and, and I, I took the call. I was in the back of the ambulance with him. And the whole way, we went down to Broadlands, which is a long drive from here. The whole way down, he was cussing and and, and almost cursing me, like just speaking, I mean, just, ugh. And the whole way down, like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I'm like, can you drive faster? Because <laughs> I'm like, like, and it wasn't even serious, but he was just so mean. And, and I, I remember getting there, and, and at the end, when I got back, I just said, my nice tank is empty. I, I'm just done. He, he used it all up. I don't... Don't mess with me now, okay? <laughs> like, I've run out of niceness. Because it, it, just, it just drained me. Like, it drained me. Just the things he was saying. And I know, and, you know, so in my mind, I'm praying, and I'm like, no, it's not true, it's not true. Um, and, and I understand, yeah, anyway. So, um, being cussed out can really hurt and can really drain you. So, um, Proverbs is packed with, with just how Words affect us. Um, Proverbs 26 has quite a f- has like 10 verses. Listen to this. And you can turn to Proverbs 26. We're not going to spend a lot of time there. I'm just going to read it. But it says, Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is the one who deceives their neighbor and then says, I was only joking. That's the humor right there, Cindy. Um, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. Think about what we just read in James, that small flame, that small ember, it it kindles strife, the words are used. Verse 22, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down into the innermost parts and like, what does that mean? But it means that, that the words of gossip, they, they, they go inside of us. They hurt. It's not the sticks and stones that may break my bones, but words don't hurt me. It's like, no, they go deep. The words that are said about me go deep. The names that, that people use for me, they go deep. Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, the words they say. But in their hearts... They harbor deceit. Though their speech is charming, do not believe them, for seven abominations fill their hearts. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. 
A lying tongue hates those it hurts. And a flattering mouth works ruin. So this is Solomon sharing wisdom with his, with his sons. And I mean, he, that's pretty powerful. I mean, he's saying that our words have the power to really, to really hurt, to really affect someone's life. And, and we could spend the whole morning looking at how destructive our words can be. Um, and, and there's lots of proverbs about it. But, but there's something more important that we need to deal with. And we need to ask why. Why are our words powerful? Why are our words powerful? Okay. So I'm going to use an illustration because this is important. We need, if, if, if you guys get this, then you got what you came for. We're good. Okay. So here's the illustration. I'm, I'm going to need a volunteer in a little while here, but not right now. But think about it. Okay. So our mouths are, are like these things. What do you call this? Sprayer, nozzle, okay? And so you have different kinds, okay? So you have the, the one that you can kind of like open and close, like uh, you have the little one that you can kind of adjust. What's it called, Aaron? <laughs> a nozzle, okay, <laughs> sorry. Paul had a good choice of words there? No, okay. So we have these things. I, I have one, um, this is from my, my chemical sprayer and I, I washed it with a lot of soap before I brought it, but, but it's really cool, it has a little like button thing and it sprays a little bit, okay. So, so these are all like nozzles or sprayers or something like that. Um, I went and stole one off the fire truck quickly. Um, it's a big one. It's actually one we don't use, don't worry. It's a big one and it has, it has the bail and it kind of, actually it goes that way around because um, it's got the hose that comes in and I took the, the tips off it. But anyway, so you, this thing works, okay. So um, it's really cool. Okay, I need a volunteer. Yeah, Aaron, come up. You're good. There we go. Let's pick on Aaron Day. Okay. So, Aaron, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to use these. Use them. Make them work. Now, you might get wet, though, so just be careful. So, are they working? Why not? All right, that's all I needed. You were way ahead of me, man. Okay, they're not. Okay, Aaron. That kid is smart, okay? Um, the reason, I mean, no one shows up to a fire with one of these. No one walks out into their garden and goes, yeah, because it's not connected, okay? It's not connected. You need something behind it. And this is, this is what I want you guys to get. This is the mouth. But the mouth is connected to our hearts. Okay? The mouth is connected to our hearts. So this will not wet anyone or spray water. This is pointless. It all depends what, what is connected to it. And, and, and also what's, what's in the heart. Um, is going to come out of the mouth, okay? It's the connection. And so if we want to change our words, we've got to deal with the heart, okay? Um, yeah. 
our, our mouth is connected to our heart, and, and, and the source of our words, the, the stuff that we say, the stuff that we tweet, the stuff that we write, the stuff that we text, the stuff that we post on Facebook, the stuff that we, we yell at our kids, the stuff that we whisper to our friends, that all comes not from the mouth, but from the heart. So here's a question. How many of you growing up had your mouths washed out with soap? So, so let's, just, let's just think about it real, real quick. Did it work? Did it work? Some says, yeah. Okay. Say again. There we go. The problem was, they used a bar of soap. What they should have done is used liquid soap so it can get to your heart. <laughs> ah, you figured it out. But, but, but you see, I mean, it, there's a sense where it does work because it's not about the soap. It's not the actual soap that's going to change your words. But, but there is something about your parent holding a bar of soap in your mouth. And I, I've never done that to my kids, and it was never done to me. I've not experienced it. I don't know how you even do it. But, but I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm just picturing a big bar of soap and like, you're going to choke your kid on that. <laughs> but folks, the, the, the thing is, if you think about it, just by washing out the mouth, it's not going to change the heart. But, but yet the, the act of doing that, sometimes the, the discipline changes the heart. Um, there's a great book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. And, and he, he talks about this. He talks about... We're not after just behavior modification. We're not after kids with a mouth that tastes like soap. What we're after is kids whose hearts have been cleaned, kids whose hearts are turned towards God. Proverbs 16 verse 23 says, The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent. So Solomon says, guys, it's about your heart. It's not about the mouth. I mean, it, it, it is kind of about the mouth, but it's because the mouth is connected to the heart. It says, the hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction. So now he starts, he's saying that the mouth and the lips, and they, they're prudent, and they promote instruction. Um, and so our hearts will or our mouths will overflow with what's in our heart. You know, one of the, the things is, you can run up to a fire with a hose and, and, a, and a really nice um, nozzle, but if you don't have anything behind it, if you don't have a, a good pump and a good water source behind it, it's kind of pointless, okay? And so whatever the heart is full of is what comes out of the mouth, okay? So what's in the heart is displayed. The, the mouth is essentially a window to show what's in the heart. Whatever you say, it, it demonstrated, it, it shows what's in the heart. Uh, Jesus put it this way. He says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Listen to this. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. 
The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And that's Luke chapter 6, 45. Now, to the Pharisees, we know what's in their hearts, okay? He says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so he's giving us an example of these Pharisees who, who their hearts are, are dark. And it shows in their words. It shows in the words they use. It shows in the words that they use to the, the woman caught in adultery. It shows in the words that we, we see them using against Jesus. And, and in the temple, over and over again, the Pharisees show their hearts by the words that they use. So our words are powerful because they're connected to our hearts. That's what gives our words so much power, is because they're connected to our hearts. And so when we speak, we're, we're overflowing our hearts. We're exposing, we're sharing our hearts. So it's not just about the words, it's about what's behind the words, what's in our hearts behind the words. And so we can see someone's heart when they share on Facebook, when they speak, when they encourage, when they call us, we can see their hearts. And, and the same is true of God. We can see God's heart by His words, okay, because they're connected. There's integrity. The heart and the mouth, the heart and the words are connected. They're not separate. And so we can know God by His word. We can know God by His words to us. We can know God by His Son, the Word, Jesus Christ. We can see God's heart by His words. Words are powerful because there's a heart behind them. So, how do we change our words? Maybe, you've, um, maybe you wake up one day and you realize you have a potty mouth. Um, I, I learned that word from Bill Moran. I've never heard it before, a potty mouth. And I'm not just talking about how much French you speak or the words you say. I'm talking about what you mean, about the things you say. How do we, how do we change our words? Well, we have to go back and change the source. We have to change the source. Um, because, like we said, washing our mouths out with soap doesn't really work. We need to wash our hearts. We need to have our hearts cleansed. We need to have our hearts changed. And, and, and this is the good news. This is, this is the cool thing about it. You want to change your words? Ask God to change your heart. And, and that's the business God's in. He's not like, hey, I'm going to clean out your mouth and wash. And thank God that he doesn't wash our mouths out with soap because we'd all be blowing bubbles the whole time. <laughs> but, but like he says, no, I'm going to give you a new heart. Um, Ezekiel 36, 26 this is God. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Folks, that's what happens. That's what happens when we are born again. You see, we, we have to die to our old self. The heart has to stop and we have to get a new heart. There's, there's death and then being born again. And that's a beautiful picture in baptism. We, we die, but then we are raised up with a new heart. And we have this new heart that now overflows out of our mouths. And so now our speech is different. And, and the motive behind our speech is different. The things that we say about others is different. And the things that we say about ourselves, that self-talk, it's different. It's different. Because our hearts now overflow with what's in them. 
So Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And over and over again in the New Testament, it says that the Spirit of God lives in our hearts. So if the Spirit of God is living in our hearts, if we have the Holy Spirit dwelling, living, communing, like being in our hearts, it's going to overflow out of our mouths. It's going to overflow out of our mouths. So that's the beauty. And so now, now things are different. Now when we speak, we speak words of healing. We speak words of encouragement. We speak words that, that are, are beautiful. Proverbs 16 verse 24 says, Gracious words are a honeycomb. And you've got to think about it. In, in their time, they did not have snicker bars or anything like that. The sweetest, best thing that they knew was honey. Okay? They did not have all the refined sugar and aspartame and all that kind of stuff. They had honey. And the sweetest thing, the, 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 the coolest, nicest, sweetest thing was honey. And it says, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Can you picture that? Words spoken that heal. Words spoken that are like sweet and, and healing. Our words are powerful, and, and we have the ability, we have this potential. We can use our words for good, or we could use them to break people down. We can use them to build people up. We could use them to encourage people, or we can use them to tear people down. We can, talking about names, we can remind people who they truly are. You are a loved son of God. You are a beloved daughter of God. Or we could label them as no good, loser, broken. So um, as we close now, I, I, I want us to take, take a little bit of time of just silence. And, I, and I'm going to close with prayer, but a little bit of quiet before I pray. And I have two questions for you. And I, and I want you just to go home thinking about these. And I want you to think about them right now. And the first question is, Think back over this week. What kind of words have you used this week? What have you said this past week? What have you written? What have you emailed or tweeted? What words have you used this past week? And, and what words have you used about yourself this past week? What have you said about yourself? And what do they indicate about your heart? Okay. So think about this past week and your heart. And then I also want you, to, I want you to plan. I want you to think about this next week. What do you need to say? Who do you need to speak to? Who do you need to write a letter to? Or, or an email or a text? Okay, so let's just take some, some quiet time and think about the words you've used this past week and think about the words that because you have a good heart, and because the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, because you're born again, because we're redeemed and bought at a price, what are we going to say this coming week?
Lord Jesus, as we think about the words we've used this past week. Lord, I pray that you'd forgive us. Forgive us for maybe not always speaking the truth. Maybe saying things about ourselves that are not true. Saying things about other people that are not true. Lord, forgive us when our words have not agreed with your word. Jesus, thank you. And Lord, as we look to this next week, thank you that you, Holy Spirit, you, you, you dwell in us, you live in us. And so our hearts overflow with you. So that when we speak, would we speak your truth? Would we speak your words? Would we speak the things about others and ourselves that are true? Lord, would we agree with you? Would we agree with your word? And what your word says about this world and what it says about us and what it says about our, our friends, our, our family and our neighbors. So Jesus, help us to speak words that give life, words that encourage, words that, that draw people to you. Lord, our mouths and our hearts are connected. And, and, and you've given us a new heart. So, Father, I pray that our mouth would show that we have a new heart. Jesus, thank you for changing our hearts. Thank you for sprinkling our hearts with your blood and changing them, Lord. For washing our hearts and making them new. Thank you that you went to the cross for us so that we can have new hearts. And it'll change the way we speak. And, and Lord, thank you then too that with, with our mouths and our hearts, we can now praise you. This, this act of worship, of singing, Lord, it shows what's in our hearts. That our hearts overflow with worship. And it comes out of our mouth just praising you. So thank you that we can praise you with our hearts and our mouths. And with our lives, with all of who we are. Jesus, we, we love you, we worship you, you are our God, and we will use our words to glorify you in all that we do, Jesus. You are good, you redeem us, and you give us new hearts. And Jesus, that is beautiful. Thank you for your beauty, thank you for your grace, thank you for your love. Lord, we will speak about your love. We will worship you because you are a good God. We pray this all in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Yeah, use your words this week.